With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 141st edition of the Daily Kabbalah Lesson. just like to continue a little bit with the last concept that we spoke about, which was that we brought down the verse in Mishlein Proverbs, which used the concept of sight, of seeing, of eyes, to refer to thought. And we mentioned a few different things that are connected to them. We said that the thoughts of a person, they have the ability to affect, to cause devastation, heaven forbid if they use it in a negative way, to the upper worlds. We see this concept very interestingly in a number of different places that the eyes, sight, is connected to thought. One of the places that we see this is that the concept that we're really speaking about over here is that according to the level of a person's thoughts, how much a person attaches his thoughts and his heart, his emotions, to a deed, to an act of a mitzvah, of a commandment, that's how high the effects will be. That's what we said. What's very interesting is that when a person cries, it, what does it express? It shows that he's very emotional, he's very, his thoughts are very attached to whatever it is that he's crying about. Now, what happens when a person is thinking these intense thoughts? So tears come out of his eyes. It's unbelievable. You see the connection between intense thought and the eyes. Another interesting place that we see this is actually something scientific. And that is there are all kinds of experiments that are being done right now with MRIs, with magnetic resonance imaging, where they take pictures of the brain and watch the brain activity as different pictures and different things are shown to the person who is being observed. So one of the experiments that they've done is that they've seen when a person smiles, how the brain lights up, which of the different parts of the brain are active as he smiles. Then they take the same person and they show the person a picture of somebody smiling. And even though the person who's looking at the picture is not actually smiling, interestingly, the same parts of the brain that were involved when he was actually smiling are also activated when he looks at somebody who's smiling. So we see again this concept that when you look with your eyes, it affects your thought, it affects the inside of a person. Another place that we see this idea is in a verse that we say every day, twice a day. The verse says, it's speaking about the concept that one is not supposed to be drawn after his desires, his physical desires, but rather, he's supposed to do what God said. And the verse says, You shouldn't follow after your heart and your eyes. So the heart always represents a person's emotions and his thoughts. And we see again that there's a connection between the heart, the mind, the thoughts, and the eyes. And we're told, we're commanded, we're enjoined not to follow after the thoughts and what we see, which pulls us after it to do whatever physical desires we may have, but rather everything has to be contemplated, everything has to be thought about and balanced based on the way God directs us to use all of our physical capacities. One last thought I'd like to share on the topic that we're speaking about over here, and that is that according to the level of a person's thoughts, how much a person attaches himself with his thoughts to the action that he's doing, so will be the effects. So if we're speaking about something which is negative, if a person does an avera, transgression, so then according to the level that he's attached his thoughts to that, that deed, that's how great the effect is going to be in other worlds. So the converse is also true. And that is according to how much a person attaches his thoughts to a mitzvah, to a commandment, an act that God has commanded us to do, that's how great will be the effect on the spiritual worlds. So this actually has two different places where we see a ramification of this, very strong, very interesting. And as we find that there is an argument in the Gemara, in the Talmud, in regards to when a person does a mitzvah, whether there's an obligation at the time that he's doing a mitzvah, that he be aware of the fact that he's doing a mitzvah. So one of the sages says that if a person is doing a mitzvah, he's doing an act of one of the commandments of God, and he doesn't think about the fact that he's doing that mitzvah, so he has not fulfilled that commandment. Only when a person has the right thoughts, he's aware of the fact that he's doing a mitzvah, only then has he fulfilled his obligation. Whereas there's another sage who says that, no, when a person does an act of a 
mitzvah, a commandment, it's not necessary for him to per se be aware of the fact that he's doing the mitzvah, but in fact, he can fulfill his obligation even if he doesn't have that awareness. I think the understanding of what's happening here is that there are different levels of mitzvah observance, as we've said, depending on how much a person's thoughts are attached to the action that he's doing. And in fact, they could be there not even arguing, they're just talking about different levels of mitzvah observance. So thus, so we have the concept that you can have a mitzvah. If you're not aware of the fact that you're doing that mitzvah, it won't have the same potency. It won't reach that level. It won't be able to have the effects on the higher worlds. So therefore, according to one of them, one of the sages, you haven't fulfilled your obligation. You need to do the mitzvah in such a way that it indeed does have that effect on the higher worlds. Therefore, you have to attach your thoughts to it completely. Whereas the other one says, no, it's not necessary because you do have something. You have caused some kind of effect. Even if you don't have full thoughts, full awareness of what you're doing, the action itself does indeed create an effect. It's not going to be as strong as if you had the correct thoughts, but you can indeed create an effect. Another place that we see this is that there's a concept of shomea ka'ona. You could have someone else saying, let's say, a blessing or doing some kind of act of mitzvah. And if you have the correct thoughts and he has the correct thoughts, it can be considered as if you had said that blessing. So what's the understanding of it? Because with your thoughts, even though you're not actually per se doing the mitzvah, the commandment, you have the ability to attach yourself to that action because the thought is the main part of that action. So therefore, if I would say a blessing, let's say, and you would have in mind to be yotze, to fulfill your obligation with that blessing, since your thoughts are attached to my action, that combination can indeed create an effect in the upper worlds as well.